Today's scripture reading is found in the 17th chapter of Luke, verses 11 through 19. Now on his way to Jerusalem, Jesus traveled along the border between Samaria and Galilee. As he was going into a village, ten men who had leprosy met him. They stood at a distance and called out in a loud voice, Jesus, Master, have pity on us. When he saw them, he said, Go, show yourselves to the priests. And as they went, they were healed. One of them, when he saw he was healed, came back, praising God in a loud voice. He threw himself at Jesus' feet and thanked him. And he was a Samaritan. Jesus asked, Were not all ten cleansed? Where are the other nine? Has no one returned to give praise to God except this foreigner? Then he said to him, Rise and go. Your faith hath made you well. This is the word of the Lord. Today we want to hit uh, a pause button of sorts and take a minute to examine thanks, giving. Not the holiday, um, not the dinner even, but the act. Thanks, giving. Turn with me to the uh, 17th chapter of the gospel according to Luke. Um, and we want to start looking at the, uh, the 11th verse. I, I love the Gospels. I mean, not only is salvation there, but I mean, I just love how the writers have weaved together little vignettes, little stories for us to, to, to really see Jesus in action, to see me, to see that interaction between Jesus and me. You know, well, sure not that old pastor Meeks. No, but there, there are stand-ins there for me. I'm there. I, I, I see, oh, okay, that person there, that's me. Oh, that person there, that's me. Uh, the fella climbing the tree, that's me too. Uh, you know, that's, that's I, can, I, I see myself all through the gospel. So here in the 17th chapter, we read, now on his way to Jerusalem, Jesus traveled along the border between Samaria and Galilee. As he was going into a village, ten men who had leprosy met him. They stood at a distance and called out in a loud voice, Jesus, Master, have pity on us. Jesus, Master, have pity on us. When I was reading this and rereading it and rereading it, I couldn't, I couldn't help but to think about the whole uh, epidemic, if you will. I don't know, it's probably not even the right word to use, but the whole hysteria surrounding Ebola and what's going on in West Africa right now. Um, folks that are stricken with a disease and are isolated from community. You know, they say one of the cruelest things, and I'm not in correction, so, but those of you that are, and there's a lot of us here that are, uh, one of the cruelest forms of punishment, one of the cruelest forms of punishment, it's not, it's not you know, things that we would typically think, you know, the torture, the waterboarding, all of that. It's, it's isolation. It's, it's isolation. I, I isolate you, put you in solitary confinement separate you from community uh, that will mess with you like nothing else. 
that will really, you think about yourself, you know, it's like sometimes we, we just want to steal away. It's like, you know, you're, you're surrounded with stuff and, and, and people and, and noise and everything. You just want, boy, I just want to sit on a rock, put my feet in the sand on the sea, listen to the ocean, and I, that's, you know, and that, that's, that's good. But after a while, it's like, okay, I need to share this with somebody, <laughs> you know? I, I, you know, this is, this is, you know, me just sitting here only goes so far, you know? Uh, I want to be in fellowship. I don't want to read too much into this, but all we do know is what's here. So I'll be careful not to insert what I think, uh, but what most scholars will agree is that the disease, the, the, the word that's translated leprosy throughout the Bible really isn't um, what they call Hansen's disease, le leprosy as the way we know it. Uh, today. Uh, but regardless of what the disease is, it's a disease that, that required isolation from the community, separation. Um, it was, um, it included probably a variety of conditions, um, discoloration of, uh, of the skin, and, and uh, it was, it was, it was scary. It was, it was, there was fear associated with it, and you've got these 10 folks that are isolated from everybody. And they cry out in a loud voice, Jesus, Master, have pity on us. Uh, if you read the book of Leviticus, where God puts in order, you'll read in the 14th chapter where uh, this, is, this is what you're supposed to If you have this situation going on in your life, this is what you're supposed to do. This is how, uh, this is how you're supposed to ha behave. Again, we don't know how long these men, they're all men in this situation, we don't know how long they've been in this situation. Uh, but we do know that they would have been treated and expected to act in certain prescribed ways. As the 13th uh, chapter of Leviticus uh, reads, the person with such an infectious disease must wear torn clothes, let his hair be unkempt, cover the lower part of his face, and cry out, unclean, unclean. As long as he has the infection, he remains unclean. He must live alone. He must live outside the camp. Bands of People affected by this disease, whatever the disease is. Uh, they're roaming outside of cities. You see that in 2 Kings. You'll see uh, Naaman had something going on similar in 2 Kings 5th chapter. Uzziah, the king, 2 Chronicles, same thing going on. Even officials and kings were not exempt from the, the social and physical isolation and stigma associated with this. But then we read in the Gospel of Mark uh, of Jesus touching a leper. And in Matthew, I believe it's the fifth chapter, uh, he commands his disciples to minister uh, to them. Excuse me, the tenth, uh, uh, the, the tenth chapter. He commands his disciples to minister to them. Who we are who we are allows us to do, to do the things we wouldn't otherwise do. 
How many of us, I, I, I can't, I wouldn't, not willingly anyway, I need you to go to West Africa. I need you to minister and share the love of Christ there. Um, sign me up. I'm, I'm there. I'm there. Or you're just like, you know what? You know, I, no, no, no. I got family. I've got responsibilities. I've got, I've got relations. I've got things to tend to. You want me to put myself in a harm's way and, and to do that? Uh, who we are allows us to do the things we wouldn't otherwise do. You slap me, you better get ready to get slapped back. That's me. That, that's me. See, but the Bible talks about silly things like if someone smites you on one side of your face, you offer them the other side. Who we are, who we are causes us to do the things we wouldn't otherwise do. Girl, if I were you, I wouldn't do. See, that's, that's, that's you. That's, that's you. You wouldn't do that. I wouldn't go to West Africa. I wouldn't put down, I wouldn't, <laughs> we just celebrated 17 years of, uh, of knowing, knowing her. I met her, and I knew, as I, as I posted on Facebook, I don't do many posts, Pastor Nate, uh, but I did, I did put that, it's like 17 years ago on this day, uh, I knew that she was the one before she knew I was the one. Um, she said some, some, some wonderfully romantic, silly things like, you're, you're more wonderful now. It, it, poor thing, she's just delusional. Uh, she's, <laughs> you're more wonderful now than you were then. And uh, I said, uh, but the person you're married to now can get moody, gets quiet, can become morose, and as only Gail could put it, she said, yeah, I think that happened about, started happening about three years ago when uh, City Church got launched, right? <laughs> I was like, you know what? <laughs> you might be on to something. No, I'm just kidding. Who would do that? Who, who, who would do, no, I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to do, no, no, no. Who, what would compel you to get out of your comfort is called comfort for a reason. We default to what's comfortable to us. And for us not to default to that and to do otherwise, something's got to be the motivator. Either it's greed on your part or if there's some selflessness on your part that causes you to get up and to rise and to do things that you wouldn't otherwise do. Huh. We know this to be true in a negative sense with gangs, with kids. We see it all the time. Little kids. Well, you know, little kids that would otherwise just be okay a certain way, uh, but then they get caught up in a situation, and then they, and the behavior takes on something else. We see that. But we know, as Scripture assures us, we can do all things through Christ that strengthens us. We can do all things. We can, we can do anything God asks us to do, not in my strength, but in his strength. It's who, who am I associated with? So uh, that's just a little rabbit trail. But So Jesus is confronted by this situation. 
And being the great high priest, he could have simply said nothing and ignored them, as I have done on numerous occasions. I know you've never done that, but I, I, I confess I've done it, where you see someone begging alms, and it's just like you, you pretend not to catch the gaze of the person, and you just keep walking a certain way. I don't want to be bothered. I don't want to have to deal with the guilt associated with me. Are you saying that you're supposed to give? I'm not saying anything, but a lot of times we'll even say that. Well, you know all they're going to do is just like, you see, please stop. Just stop. Just step back from the cliff before you jump. Uh, but, 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 but we do certain things and then try and justify why we do certain things because we, we know deep down, uh, hmm, that may have been an angel that I was entertaining unaware and I didn't know. Um, so Jesus is confronted by this situation. He could have said, I'll be praying for you. I'll, I'll pray for you. I, I'm going to really pray for you. I'm going to pray hard for you uh, that you're healed. And keep going. Keep a safe distance. You, know, you don't want to catch anything now. You, don't be stupid. Don't, 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 don't get too close. I, I don't, I don't, I don't want to deal with it. So I'm going to keep going. But instead, as Jesus said, he said, I came to seek and to save and to heal. Uh, this is how he responds. He says, when he saw them, he said, go you show yourselves to the priests. And as they went, they were cleansed. Note the simplicity. Just note the, just the straightforward, this is basic, this is, this is uncomplicated stuff. Jesus saw, Jesus spoke, and Jesus healed. He saw, he spoke, and he healed. Nothing complicated about that. He saw their situation, he gave them simple instruction, and consistent with the law. The law, as you read that in Leviticus, it's, it's like, go show yourselves to the priests. That's what you do when you've been cured of the situation. Now, that had to be about the strangest things that these guys had to have heard up until this point because they had a disease. And I don't go to the priest unless and until I don't have a disease. They have a disease. Uh, don't, don't, don't look at the, the B part of the 14th verse. When he saw, he said, go show yourself to the priest. Period. Uh, Jesus, um, this is what they could have said, we can't go. Unless you've, if, unless you've missed my situation here, I've got a disease. And I can't go to the priest unless and until I am clean. Uh, as, and as they went, they were cleansed. That had to be really peculiar. They were not what they wanted to be. They were not what they wanted to be when Jesus said, you already are. So many of us, me included, Get in line behind me. God has spoken 
he's, 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 it's like, it's a wrap. It's a done deal. I mean, I keep saying this. It's, it's like if we could wrap our minds around it, there are no tomorrows in heaven. There are no yesterdays. The whole panorama of what we call time is already laid out in God's, in God's presence. So when he says, go show yourself to the priest, you're already healed. No, I'm not. I'm not healed. I'm not where I want to be. I'm not in the position I want to, and, and God has already said, it's a wrap, it's done. But, but, but what I, I have a tendency to do is to default to, but, but God, don't you see where I'm at? Don't you see the situation I'm at? And you're telling me it's a wrap, it's done? Excuse me for, 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 for being Mr. Obvious. I don't, I don't see it right now. I'm glad these 10 guys were a lot, had a lot more faith than I likely would have had at that time. Because they didn't, we don't see anything in here where they said, Jesus, wait, no, no, no. no. You're going to heal us first, then we'll go to the priest? As they went, they were healed. See, in the fifth chapter of Matthew, uh, we see where Jesus was confronted uh, with a man with leprosy, and Jesus heals him on the spot. Here the lepers were healed as they, un- as they went, which, which to me, again, underscores it's, 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 it's the relationship. It's not the process. That, that we- and again, being who we are, sinful people, a lot of times we'll say, well, you know, so-and-so, he's got a he's coming, he's got a campus crusade, he's going to do this. Oh, Miss So-and-so, she's, she's, she's gifted, she's a healer, she's going to do this. And he's just like, you know what? I was like, I, 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 last time I checked, I am dialed into God. I don't need an intermediary for that. See, See these guys, they, 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 they needed Jesus. See, but it's the person, it's not the process. It's the person, it's not the process. Who are you tied into? Yeah? Who are you tied into? Is it, is it, are, are, we, are we tied into, well, you know, it's who you know, it's you got to do this, you got to do that, it's it. and then if you, if you line up all of these things, then maybe you'll hit the lottery. Maybe things will work out. No, no. Well, so I guess they say somebody's got to win the lottery. I guess, well, somebody win. Trust me, it won't be you. It, it won't be you. Um, why doesn't God just intervene immediately? He sees what's going on. He, he knows my situation. Why, does, why, why, in the one hand, he tells the guy, it's like, do you, you want to be healed? Yep, okay, healed. He tells these guys, go show yourselves to the priests. I don't know. We think that, okay, they started walking. Boom, it happened. I don't know one thing for sure. They probably weren't very close to a priest. So at some point along the journey, there was transformation. So don't, don't, don't make the mistake of thinking it's like, well, I took two steps. Oh, look at me. It could, I, could, could have been an hour, could have been a half a day, could have been a couple of days. I don't know. All I know is somewhere along the journey, they figured out, hey, you don't look the same. Neither do you. You look pretty good. <laughs> wow. What happened? See, God can and he does intervene immediately. But not always. 
and I am convinced the reason he doesn't intervene in, immediately in my life, you guys, you figure it out for yourself, in my life is because I need to work through some things with Mark. I, I need to work through some things. He's constantly looking at me for what he can get from me, and what I actually need to do is, is establish that relationship with him. I shared the story. I share it again. It's, it's just in brief. Uh, my brother, who's an artisan, he's, 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 he, he creates and sells art, makes big money. I don't know why people pay that stuff for that stuff, uh, but it, it does. He does. And so I wanted a piece of art, not for me. I wanted to actually give it to uh, uh, the, the pastor I was under at the time. I wanted him to be a big shot. And it's like, this would be a nice gift for an anniversary present, blah, 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 blah. He said, uh, you know, that's going to cost you $2,000. I don't have $2,000. I was like, I'm your brother. You're just like, what's the deal? Oh, well, you know, I can't give it to you because that diminished the price of the art for everybody else. It's like, I don't care about everybody else. I care about me and I don't have $2,000. Okay, all right, okay, okay. Don't say anything. Come over here and sweep out my garage, and I'll make it for you. You sweep out the... I could have said that, but I didn't say that, and I didn't say that because I wanted the art. So I went there, and I'll just cut across the field. I went there, swept out the garage, and I was sweeping it, not with joy in my heart. (laughs) Kent believe he's making me do this he could just do this why is he making me do this he said uh, after some period of time put down the broom why Eh, that's all right I'll I'll, I'll, I'll make the art no a deal is a deal (laughs) I was mad but I wanted my blessing mad he said put down the broom I I could sweep my own garage. (laughs) I asked you over here because I wanted to spend time with you. That's all. I don't need to sweep out my garage. I want time with you. That's like, oh, jeez, you want me to shine your shoes too? You know, I just (laughs) like, God, I feel awful now. it's, it's, It's the same thing with us with God. times 10 plus infinity plus 1. Same thing. I could do this. Speak stuff into existence. I want to spend time with you. I want you to know me. I want to know you. Well, actually, I do know you. I created you. But uh, let's, let's have a conversation. Let's go deep. Let's be in an intimate relationship. Oh, no, no. (sighs) I'm done just about asking, uh, you know, I've got to the point of ceasing ceasing to ask, why not now? I mean, that's just me. I'll ask. Uh, I'm still asking for now, but I really do. I ask for now, but I don't ask anymore, why not now? Because I, always, I, I already know the answer. I'm trying to work something out in you. The fact that you would even have to ask that of me shows that I haven't worked it all out in you yet. Why not now, Lord? Well, why not never? That wouldn't be fun. That wouldn't be right. Uh, okay, 
so all of the lepers, they cried out to Jesus for help. All of the lepers listened and obeyed what Jesus instructed them to do. And all of the lepers were healed of their condition. Don't, don't miss that. Everyone that cried out, all ten of them, all ten of them cried out. All ten of them uh, did what Jesus said to do. All ten of them were healed. That's pretty good. I mean, we can almost like, boy, that's a great, nice place to end the story right there, right? You know, put a period on it. Uh, what an awesome display of grace, faith, and healing. Close the book. See, and that's pretty much uh, where most, most would end, uh, most stories would end. Uh, particularly when it comes to a relationship with God. I got a need, and I yell or pray about it, uh, and then God delivers, you know, woo-woo, you know, hey, you know. He answered my prayer. I have a need, I yell, he answers. It's a pretty good deal, isn't it? That's, 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 what's not to like, you know? And that, it's, except uh, here in, uh, there's more, there's a verse 15. Um, one of them, one of them, when he saw he was healed, came back, praising God in a loud voice. In a loud voice. He threw himself at Jesus' feet and thanked him. And oh, by the way, he was a Samaritan. I can't begin to understand the isolation and pain and the suffering the lepers experienced. Uh, so it's only reasonable that I can't completely relate to, you know, his level of gratitude uh, that he's displaying. Praising God, thanking Jesus, full of gratitude. He didn't just fall at Jesus' feet. He hurled himself at Jesus' feet. He threw himself at Jesus' feet. I, I'm, I'm pretty close to done. I really am. So those of you are clock watching. Uh, I have a question. Seriously. Seriously. I just seriously a heart attack. When was the last time you hurled yourself at Jesus' feet? When was the last time you hurled yourself? At, I mean, really just, I'm bringing it. I'm, I'm coming, I'm, I'm coming with not, not, not begging, I'm, I'm, I'm thanking him right now. I, you know, I'm, I, if, if I don't get these words out, if I don't get this hug on, if I don't, if I don't do what I need to do, I'm, gonna, I'm about ready to explode. When is the last time? It's been a long time. Never happened. Uh, uh, I know, particularly for guys, it's, it's, it's not too cool to show emotion. You know, you got to keep your cool points up. You can't, can't, be, can't, be, can't be showing too much emotion. Uh, think about that song um, of my youth. You don't know like I know what he's done for me. And there's a, there's a refrain that goes, you can't tell it like I can what he's done for me. So you have this Samaritan who's been healed. He recognizes where he was, who he is, his transformation, and his response is to throw himself at Jesus' feet. See, clearly the, uh, the Samaritan understood what just happened 
to an incredible degree. See, but I love Jesus. I love him. I love him. I love him. But he didn't get caught up in the moment. He didn't say, oh, thank you very much. I appreciate that. Uh, Jesus asked, were not all ten cleansed? guy, I can just see the picture. This guy's just like gripping his, his ankles, just laying at his feet, just gripping tight. And Jesus is like looking around. We're not all ten cleansed? Where are the other nine? Has no one returned to give praise to God except this foreigner? What's up with this, you guys? Hey, anybody, anybody see the, 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 the craziness of this situation here? See, Jesus didn't get caught up in the moment. Is like, Oh, man, no, look at this guy. He's showing gratitude. He's like, look, where, where are my people? Where are the people that should be most grateful for what I've just done? Where are they? I have this foreigner here. Yeah, that's my inflection. Uh, I got a foreigner here wrapped around my, la- my ankles, and where are the nine full-blooded, if you will, Jews? Abraham's kids. Where are they? Where, where are they? Where am I? Where, where am I? See, even a child knows, even a child knows, or should know anyway, some kids don't, that if someone does something nice, gives you a piece of candy, or heals your body, uh, you ought to say, thank you. You would just think, thank you? You know, they just, yeah, you're right, a lot of kids now, they, they don't. Uh, It's a normal expression to be thankful in response to blessings, protection, or love. But not using gratitude as a tool to manipulate God, but an expression that connects the receiver with the giver. I'm saying thank you because I recognize who I am. I say thank you because I recognize what you did. And I say thank you because I understand who you are. There's, it's, it's just more than just saying, you know, it's just like, again, we say when we, we, we meet, see each uh, uh, other in the morning, good morning, how you doing? Yeah, I really don't want to know how you're doing. That's just a salutation. Well, you know, you know, I'm really not feeling too well, and just like, God, man. I didn't want to know all of that. That was just a salutation. And that's almost, it's a reflex response when, when, when someone brings you a cup of water. Thank you. I mean, seriously, are you really thankful? Are you, are you, are you, are you appreciative or are you just, well, I'm thankful they didn't spill it on me anyway, you know? Uh, so with this rhetorical question, which they are a series of questions, Jesus doesn't wait for a response. The response is obvious then and now. Our relationship with God extends as far as the benefits will take us. Our relationship with God often extends as far as the benefits will take us. So he says... Rise and go. Your faith has made you well. I like how the message version reads, Then he said to him, Get up on your way. Your faith has healed and saved you. You recall, and again, I I really am done. You recall Jesus' question to the man laying at the pool, uh, waiting to be healed. He asked, Do you want to be made well? Do you want to be made well? Do you want to be made well? That's what Jesus' question. He's, it's, it's tantamount to the guy laying at the, in the ER, the hospital, and Jesus is, walks up to him and says, do you want to be made well? And it's like, why do you think I'm here? 
Why do you think I'm here? Are, are, are you clueless? He's, I'm here for a reason. See, Jesus put his finger on the situation more than we could begin to understand. Do you want to be made well? Wait, we're not all ten healed? Yes, but only one was made whole. As the message version makes clear, his faith healed and saved him. As the, as the Bible says, what is a profit? What is the benefit of gaining the whole world and you end up losing your soul? So what's, what's the benefit of being physically healed? What's the benefit of being financially well off? What's the benefit of being relationally healed? But in the end, experience eternal separation from God. See, we're pursuing all the wrong things. We're, we're pursuing all the wrong things. And again, not, not you. You guys are pursuing all the right things. I'm talking about generally, broadly speaking. Uh, we pursue all the wrong things. We pursue uh, uh, that special somebody. We pursue that next promotion. We pursue that next healing. We pursue all of it. And God is just like saying, hello, anybody here? I'm here. All eyes on me, maybe. Oh, well, God, can you get me that next promotion? Then I'll say thank you. Can you get me that special boo? I'll say thank you. Can you get me that next house? I'll say thank you. I know. Seriously. At this time, at this season, I know thank you, thank you is, is the word. But seriously, seriously, how thankful am I? How thankful am I? How thankful are we? How appreciative are we? How, how from the depths of our soul, say, it's interesting in the Old Testament, gratitude to God was the only condition life could be enjoyed. Think about that. It, the Old Testament, the way it laid out, it's like you can't, you can't begin to enjoy life because you don't, you don't know, you don't have any context or setting with which to appreciate the job, the relationship, the house, the car, the, you know, the chariot or whatever. You know, you, 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 didn't, you didn't have context with which to appreciate it. So if you weren't careful, it was just an accumulation of stuff. And it's just like, well, you know, that's nice, but what's the next? Somebody else, give me something else to make me happy. And God is saying, no, no, it's only when you understand who I am that you can enjoy everything that I've given you, every aspect of creation. See, see, the Jews were silly enough to say thank you when bad things happened to them. I know, I know, that's, that's, that's a bridge too far for me too, I know. But that's, that's really when we get into a right relationship with God. Even when the, the pins are empty, when there's no fruit on the tree, nothing in the fridge, nothing in the cabinet, nothing, nothing, every, all hell has broken loose in my life. And I can still say, thank you. Why? You're thankful because you don't have any food in the cabinet? I, sure, I want to eat. Doesn't it look like I want to eat? I just say, uh, yes, I want to eat. Yes, I, want, I don't want the rain to fall on me. I want shelter from the outside. Yes, I want to have a, a, a wife, a, a spouse that loves me, and, and I love her. Yes, I want all of those things. But if I had all of those things, and then I don't have a relationship, a, a, a right relationship with him, what's the point? What is the point? It's just an accumulation of stuff. 
That's all it is. Romans 14, 6. Giving thanks in all things. So, so let, me just, let me just close. So really, what are you saying? Really, what I'm saying is, thank you. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. I'm thankful to you, but I, I mean, I'm, I'm talking to God right now. I, I encourage all of us, this, if we've never done it before, if we've never, I mean, seriously, put a, hit the pause button on the, on the iPod, the, the computer, whatever. Hit the pause button on life and just start to reflect on who God is. Just really think, I mean, think hard. Who God is. Who he is. What he has done. Our relationship with him. Well, God gives me stuff. I thank him for giving me stuff. But I thank him for being high and lifted up. I, I, see, I can't even start to articulate things to be thankful for without breaking down. Because when you start to, to really pull apart, peel apart all of the stuff that we, we, we put religious clothes on it, and we say, well, you know, then that's that. It is like, no, no, let's just, let's just strip it bare. Adam and Eve bare. Beginning in the garden bare. Walk with him in the garden alone. God, I'm just thankful. I'm thankful that you know me. Because you knowing me saves me from me. Because sometimes I'll bamboozle myself into thinking that, well, I really wanted to. I am so thankful to God. <laughs> you guys wouldn't pray this. I am so thankful to God that he didn't give me all the things that I've asked for in my life. So you guys ask for all the right things. I don't ask for all the right things. I ask for things that, that is like, if, if I had been given those things, I'd been a mess. You wouldn't know me. You, you wouldn't, I thought that was the best thing for me. And now I was like, I thank God for not giving me that. I thank God for, 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 for sparing me. I thank God that he continues to, to use a fool like me. A fool like me. A fool like me. To promulgate, to push, to elevate a perfect and righteous gospel in God. Why would he pick me? Why? You're chubby, you're bald, and you got acne. Why? Oh, you went to school. Everybody goes to school. Oh, you got a heart. Everybody's got a heart. See, when you start to really think, it's like, I'm nothing special, but he calls me special. How special am I? He bothers to count the few hairs that I have on my head. He knows them. And the ones that fall out, he's probably got a little jar and he's just collecting them. It's like, I'm saving them for him. He'll need them one day. <laughs> Thank God his lamentation said that we are not, 
we're not consumed. We're not consumed. God loves you so much. He, oh. See, I'd like to think that he's got special love for me. He's got special love for everybody. It's God, oh my goodness. Genia, Miss Pearls, Stephanie, Darina. God loves you so much. Well, if he loves me so much, why did he let this calamity come into my life? If he loves me so much, why didn't he just fix this or fix that? He loves you beyond the calamity. He loves you beyond fixing stuff as we want stuff fixed. He loves you. You. The real you. Not the you we try and pimp and put forward and, and hide behind. He loves you. Boy, if, you, if he really knew me, he wouldn't, he wouldn't love me because I got some deep, dark secrets. Get in line. Get in line. And the thing is, it's not uh, in spite of. It's like, I already knew this. I created you. I knew what you were doing. You weren't hiding. You weren't, you weren't keeping anything from me. I love you. You. The, the you, you. The you, you. I'm done. So, when we, when we uh, break out that turkey... And we'll, we'll laugh, we'll share some jokes, and have a good time. Have a good time. When it's all over, the turkey's gone. And we'll be looking on to the next meal. Or the next football game. Or the next whatever. Reflect. Think about all of the things God has done is doing, will do, and who he is and who you are in relationship to him. That is the reason for thanksgiving. See, the guy, the, the one out of ten, he got it. He absolutely got it. And he came hurling himself, flying tackle at Jesus. I thank you, giving praise to God, thanking Jesus for the healing. I don't want to be like the other nine. I've been that way too long. I want to be like the one. Let's pray.